Welcome to Healing for Healers with Abby Wynn and Regina of the Land. And now a prayer. Father Sky, Grandmother Moon, please bless this healing space. I call on the four directions, the north, south, east and west, to hold us in the energy of love, compassion, beauty, healing, lightness and joy. I invite in the wisdom of the ancestors, angels, ascended masters and star beings to enrich our conversation, inspire us and use us as channels for light, love and healing. I call on Mother Earth, the star systems and all the planets to open the pathways so we may present to you the best, richest information. Have access to the highest vibration of healing energies. And offer what is most needed for those who need it right now. And so it is. And so it is. Well, hello. We don't need to do that now. <laughs> uh, sorry, I forgot. I forgot. I'm sorry. That's all right. You're grand. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of our podcast, Healing for Healers. This is Abby and Regina. And we were talking last time and the subject of faith came up and we both thought it would be very interesting to explore faith in a episode because I think a lot of people have an idea of what faith should be and it usually doesn't map to how they're experiencing faith and you don't really hear a conversation about faith very often out there so what do you think Regina that we just not not having a particular agenda with this but just (laughs) going in at different angles and seeing you know what does faith mean to you what faith could mean to somebody else so that whoever's listening might you know, be stimulated to think about it for themselves. So that's my agenda anyway. Well, funny enough, as a, hello, everyone. Um, I'm actually sitting in a lovely, comfortable couch at the moment because I just felt I just wanted to relax today when we were recording this. Um, faith, yeah, you're right about that. It's like as if faith is this one item which shapeshifts based on different people's beliefs and also depending on what angle you're looking at it is different. So everybody's idea of faith, I think, can be quite different. And my understanding of it or my belief of it, again, could be totally and most likely is utterly different from everyone else's because it is filtered through our perception. Yeah. And through our experience. So that's where, you know, um, faith means, and you're right, means so many different things to different people. Uh, as we're talking about it, I'm actually seeing a river with like stepping stones. Um, and in other words, I'm looking at from where we are now to where we have to finish and go, oh, my God, whoa, how are we going to get to these stepping stones? (laughs) How am I going to cross the river with this stepping stone? So I'm thinking, well, actually, that's faith that I know we have to go to the other side. I don't know how rocky each of those stepping stones are going to be. But 
that's it. I have faith that I'm heading in the right direction and this is the route I have to go. So therefore, what's there I can deal with. It's not arrogance. No, I mean, as you're saying this, it might be interesting to look just at the word faith. I mean, to me, the word faith means a strong belief in something. But we haven't defined what that something is. So where you, you are saying it's a river, there's stepping stones, you know, you have to cross it, but you know we're going to get there. I could translate that as saying, well, that's a faith in yourself, that you have faith, that you are resourceful enough to, you know, get across whatever is in the way to get to the other side. And I, I would imagine you know, knowing you, I would be pretty sure <laughs> that that faith, that faith that you have, that you can do this, didn't just, you didn't wake up with that. You know, you're looking back at your life and you're looking at other times you had to cross rivers, other times that you made it. And each time you did it, maybe the faith that you had in yourself grew a little bit more. So you could be starting with zero faith and earning faith like you earn trust. So that by this time in your life, you have a feeling, well, do you know what? We'll get to the other side. We might be drenched. We might fall in a few times, but we'll get over and we'll be there. And that's a kind of a faith that I think most people can relate to. Whereas a faith in, let's say, a faith in God, to me, is a whole nother ballgame. Would you say that? Oh, that's a hot potato. (laughs) Or faith in another person. Faith in another person to show up and be what they say they are, you know. So I think that faith isn't just one thing, and you know, it's like it's like petrol in the car, and you can just check the the levels, and you know what it is, and you know what it isn't. If it depends on stuff that you have no control over, there's a trust, you know, and people have their faith shattered, greatly, depending on the situation. So it's it's interesting. I mean, going back to the idea of the hot potato mm-hmm. and the faith in God, you know, and I've had clients who have lost people dear to them who lost their faith completely in God. This wasn't supposed to happen. They weren't supposed to die so young or whatever. And then I've had people, the same experience actually gave them more faith or a greater faith to say there must be a reason for this. You know, so to turn a situation into something you know, a belief that, well, I have faith that everything happens for a reason as the fundamental faith, whether you believe in God or not. I mean, what do you think about that? Nice analogy. And yeah, I'd agree with you. Different, You see, again, it comes down to people's experience and how they deal with things. Everybody deals with things in different ways. Uh, and again, it's filtered through their experience and also their faith in themselves, funny enough. Mm. Their faith in themselves that they can cope with what's going on. <laughs> Sorry, I'll cough outside of you speaking. <coughs> but we're leaving it in because I have yeah. faith that our listeners like the naturalness of our conversation so I don't have to go and edit out all the costs saved me so much time you see there's faith and belief that the listeners are appreciating the natural flow yeah but again and that's interesting by you coughing uh and talking about that 
wherever we were at went totally out of my head. But I'm coming back to you're saying it depends very much on the character of the person as to what they have faith in and how they handle it. And that's really interesting because I was listening to John O'Donoghue this morning, one of the audiobooks, and he's talking about aging. Then he's talking about death, talking about absence and presence. But going back to aging and, you know, when he's talking about aging here, it comes from being a parish priest, going around to all the people living in the parish. He's talking about aging when people are in their 70s, 80s. And, you know, if they're I wouldn't say if they're lucky enough to be in their 90s, because I don't know if, if I believe in luck at this stage in my life. But he's saying that it's the temperament of the person really dictates how they age. So we look at a dog and, you, you know, you're going to buy a dog and what's the temperament? Does it, you know, is it bred for fighting? Is it a family pet? Will it, you know, people have temperaments as well. So that was on my mind anyway. I'm, I'm you know, your character, your personality, having faith, going back to what the, then I just said, when there's a huge bereavement or loss in your life, can you take a step back and say there are lessons to be learned here? Everything happens for a reason. I you know, I, I, I surrender to spirit or to God or to higher purpose and I will go through the grief and the pain of what I'm experiencing. Or you say, no, I've lost my faith completely and this is a, just a pile of trash and life doesn't mean anything. So let's get drunk and spend all our money <laughs> on fancy cars. Now, I'm, you know, I digress. But that comes down to temperament of the person as to the choice that they make as to how they're going to deal with the situation. Yes, but also as well as that, what the what their life experience is up until that point as well, and how they how they accept and embrace that. Because we have all encountered death. You know, it's very unusual at this stage in our lives not to be around people who you know have passed. We've all lost friends, uh, dear friends, and relations, and you know. As I said in another podcast, um, I lost my own mother. And it's interesting to use the word lost. It's like as if I'm Yeah, I was going to say that. I haven't misplaced her. She passed. No. <laughs> but again, this is where different people. You have faith in the yeah. spiritual connection between you and your mother, even yeah. when the physical body is gone. Yes. Totally. Yes. Totally. And the same with, you know, um, an extremely dear friend of mine who passed just over two years ago, who, you know, that took me to the edge as well. Yeah. But I had faith in that, that um, I don't know if I can put it into words, that even though that one took me to the edge of reason, and I mean that, um it was something that I felt I, you know, I had to continue with, even though I knew there was <laughs> a finality with it. But to actually sit with somebody who, for a period of time, we knew he was dying. And I looked upon it as a beautiful gift in my life. Yeah. And that was my faith. But it is interesting, whereas I, when he passed, 
you know, there's the old, there is a saying, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. And I do believe that, right? So, yeah. And whereas my, yeah, I was heartbroken that he, uh, you know, that he passed. However, I was grateful for the time we had and I was grateful for so much that happened as a result of that. And I was also so grateful for the way it cracked me open and it prepared me then for what was to come. And that was the faith that I knew dealing with that, that there was going to be a higher, that there was going to be there something There was else. a higher, yeah. But it's also feeling supported in your faith mm. to trust the process of it. I mean, we were talking about temperament and making a choice to be able to see the gifts of the situation in the moment to appreciate it's going to hurt like hell. But, but, but I to could have use that Yeah, I, I, I have to be careful there. I could have used a string of expletives. And yeah, I agree with that. But that's where the faith comes in because you yourself, you know, your faith has been challenged. And that's it. That's where you gain the faith is, I think, through your challenges. Because if everything is totally smooth running and you never come up against any challenges, you don't learn the life skills or your faith isn't tested. It is basically yeah, tests of faith yeah. happen all the time. It makes me think, actually, again, we keep coming back to this as a healer, being a healer, being with other people, that if you were... A fitness instructor, you show them how to do the exercises to get the tight tummy muscles, but you can't get on the floor and do it for them, that you have to go through this yourself. You have to put the work in yourself so that faith is a very intimate, personal experience based on your life, based on maybe, as, as I was saying earlier, you're chalking up faith points in yourself, but it also you know, it's not just depending on me and it's all about me, but it's it's the faith and trust that, that people show up when you need them, that love is real and it does exist. And maybe people who are listening to this could be struggling with, you know, I don't have faith that love is real. I'm surrounded by people who are acting crazy. You know, <laughs> I don't have faith that this pandemic will ever be over. Uh, my life will never be the same again. But to take the centering from your heart and go, okay, well, I have faith that love is real. Let's just start with that. So allowing yourself to love and lose is a risk. Allowing it yourself to love and all yeah. is a risk. But to say, well, what kind of a life do I want? This is very philosophical now. And I say to my clients and I say to people all the time, in fact, I'm saying it more and more now, the quality of your life is completely dependent on you. How much of yourself you bring into the moment, how much of your awareness is connected to the choices that you're making and the consequences of those choices. I mean, even something as simple as what you have for breakfast can set you up for a good day or a bad day. Depend, you know, you go for the full greasy fry knowing that it makes you ill, but you love the taste of those sausages. So you wolf them down and then you end up sick and then you end up wanting to go asleep and you miss something important. You know, the quality and what's beautiful about slowing down, you know, not 
rushing from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing is that you can see the details. And shamanism, as we've said before, shamanism is about seeing the spaces in between mm -hmm. the notes, listening to the gaps between the words, the tones that the, the message is being delivered in. And if you weren't fully present to somebody, let's say you choose to be with somebody in their final days and you're having faith that, you know, this is all supposed to be, it's got, you know, and, and feeling the love, it's the richness of that experience that you take away with you and always have fond memory of, and to have the faith that, you know, you, it, it's almost like you absorb it, you know, yes, your heart breaks open, but your heart then can fill up with more, more oh, love, yes. more faith, more trust in humanity. It really depends on what you're choosing to look at. What are you choosing to spend most of your time with? So, yes, and that's very, very well said. But again, with your heart breaking, I love that as well said, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, I always get a little butt in there. Somewhere. Come on, there now, put them up. Let's have a foot now, God. When I can only tell about this, again, from my experience. When that heartbreak's open with that absolute heartbreak and you feel broken and you I don't even have words to describe how I felt that time. I knew. I absolutely 100% knew that it was still the right thing to do. And again, that was faith. I don't know where that came from. It was the faith that, you know, had built up. But as a result of that, my heart expanded. You know, and that helped me in such a way that because of what I went through there, then when my own mother, when time came to sit with her for a period of time, close to when she came close to uh, crossing, I actually witnessed not everybody is comfortable sitting with death. <laughs> That's understatement of the year. <laughs> you know, you, know, you actually, have only... Go on. No, to, to sit with somebody knowing they could breathe their last is, again, it freaks a lot of people out. But to have faith that, yeah, it's okay, I can do this. You know, she brought me into the world. My job now is to bring her out. That's beautiful. <laughs> that is so beautiful. But people who don't even experience that don't even have faith in what they can say to somebody who's experienced that. You know, you get these lists of don't, things never to say to someone who's bereaved. <laughs> you know, never, never, never say, you know, you have to be strong now, you know, all that kind of thing. I've got a list when I was in psychotherapy. I'm not going to go through the list. But as a healer, you know, bringing it back to having faith in a process of healing where you have to feel the difficult emotions, be with them in order to let them go, 
Yeah. Having faith in the process. I think faith is a dance, though. I think, you know, you wake up and you have different levels of faith depending on, let's say, the amount of burden that you're carrying. And some of us would have an unshakable faith, whereas other people, you know, it's not that you're undecided sitting on the fence, but maybe haven't let it in as deeply as, 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 as say, you or I have. The trust Take the risk. something bigger. Take the risk. And it does come down to very much, I believe, what is the purpose of being here? What is the point of being alive? The dance of life. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, my my whole reason for being is to watch all the soaps and to save up and go away, uh, you know, for a holiday for two weeks a year. Anyone who's listening to this is not doing that, not feeling that way. Because, you know, you wouldn't be healing. You wouldn't be working through. You wouldn't be, you know, moving on and growing if that's all you wanted to do. You, you, and you wouldn't certainly be in the healing business if, <laughs> if you were just having, here to have a, a blast and, and a, you know, and a party time. But there are oh. people who have lives that, that, that they don't have any huge learning to do. Yeah, you know they've done they've done all their learning in the other lifetime, so this is their party life, you know. Yeah, to not even judge. Yeah, to coast along, you know, coasting along. Yeah, yeah, you know, and there were there are many people like that, and then there are others who are very much tied up in their own dramas and continually get tied up in dramas, and then there are others who, um, you know, are going around doing the work but we will all swing like the pendulum backwards and forwards right i'm covered that's really interesting people who are caught up in their own dramas in the detail of what's going on let's say in a relationship going over and over and over things again it's almost like there's no room in there for faith that they can't take the step back and say well i i I have faith that maybe i messed up for a reason or that maybe this relationship is going through difficult times for a reason. And to be able to not take it personally, but to make the space for love to come in, you know, whereas in you're in the thicket of it and everything hurts and everything's personal. And she said this and I said that and I, you know, and how dare they this and how dare they that. And there isn't any room for flow. There isn't any room for faith at all. It's like being stuck in the mud and you're just looking at your feet stuck in the mud that you can't even see there's a river there that you have mm-hmm. to cross. <laughs> you know, and that, that's what you should be helping each other cross that river. Yeah. But it's also like a record or a CD stuck in the same groove, just, you know, like the hamster wheel, hamster wheel. That's it, just going round yeah. and round. Yeah, going and around, around and around and around. But we, yeah, and like you say, we all go through periods of that. You I mean, if, if you imagine that the process of growth is a room, you, you are a room or a house, and it fills up with stuff and it's clutter of emotional pain of things that have happened to you over your life. And then there comes a point where you can't breathe in the room anymore and you have to explode it all or build a new room or get bigger. And then you can breathe and then it's great. And then the stuff starts filling up again. And then, you know, and then again, it happens again. You, you know, you can't breathe. There's too much stuff. You have to just clear it. And then you get bigger. And then again, ah. and again, and again. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. But there are some, there are some people who, you know, uh, Fill that, fill that room with stuff that uh, is painful, but they uh, don't want to. They don't want to release it. They still want to hold on to it. Yes, 
But they and don't they have faith as to where it's going to go if they let go of it. Exactly. So they're yes. holding, they're holding on and holding on and holding on. That's what's keeping them stuck. Yeah. That's exactly it. You can't get, you know, Dermot Bannon around to build you an extension on your house, <laughs> letting loads of light, shove everything into into the back room and keep on going. But you see, I think people do that. And for our American listeners, Dermot Bannon is an Irish architect who has his own TV show. But anyway, I think people do that. I think people have a trap door or a basement and they can just shove things in the wardrobe and then keep going. And then at that point, that's when there could be a, an explosion or a car crash kind of thing, which is you have to be made to see what you're doing, how you're organized, how you're structured. And at that point, then you can say, well, I have faith that I'm supposed to be ill. I'm supposed to be reviewing my life. I have faith. And I think with, let's say, the coronavirus pandemic, everybody was like, this isn't supposed to be happening. And I had plans this year. And, you know, and it took <laughs> us a while to realize, well, there's a, something bigger going on here and relinquish your need to do it your way to say, OK, well, I have to have faith. And then you get great solace from faith and you say, I don't understand. I don't understand why this is happening, but I have faith. It's for the best. Yeah. And that can give you so much peace and so much flow, you know, and, and, and calm. And that's what the and world acceptance. needs. Acceptance. Acceptance. Exactly. So that you're not getting stressed over the fact, oh, I'm working from home. You know, oh, I'm going to be working from home for the next while. Oh, my God, if this, that. And Look, this is the way it's going to be. It's going to be like this for a while. So do you know what? Might as well get on with it. So it makes you sit in your own stuff, for want yeah. of a better word. And it's a great opportunity to root through and say, okay, well, why am I holding on to this? And can I have faith that if I let it go, I'll have space, that something new will come in? Mm. And that, again, brings in fear of the future. And that's you know why what this, yeah. a, a lot of people hold on to stuff because they fear the future. They fear their ability to provide in the future. Um, Here's something really interesting because we're podcasters now, right? So I've been like looking at a lot of different podcasters and reading stuff online and stuff. So there's this guy and he had 2 million listeners on his show on live radio. Wow. And he was talking about politics and he was having on guests and he had a huge following. And then he decided he wasn't really into politics anymore. He wanted to do positivity and law of attraction. So he set up another show and he's shocked and he's lost faith in himself because he doesn't have 2 million listeners anymore. <laughs> and he's always coming on the group to say, how do you get more listeners? I, I used to have 2 million listeners and now, you know, and he hasn't told us how many listeners he has. He's not in the zone where he's having the faith that the people who need to hear what he has to say will show up. Yeah, so that's another kind of faith. But then he's teaching law of attraction. Yeah. <laughs> so again, his fear is, you know, it's grabby, grabby, grabby. Do you know what I mean? That's grabby, grabby, grabby. But he's also bringing in the energy of expectation that, well, I had this much in this area and then I'm just going to have that much in this area because I've decided that I'm switching areas. So putting your faith into something around expectation and need 
an attachment to outcome doesn't work for me. (laughs) You know, I think it's good to have this kind of take on faith also in this discussion, because what are you having faith in? I'm having faith in my idea of what I think is going to happen my way. Or you could let go of that because that's not faith at all. That's attachment to expectation. That's all the clutter in your house that you don't want to get rid of. That's you not wanting to change. That's you not wanting to trust the process. Where for me, it's always about making space, letting go, taking the risk of having an empty room. Because you can't, you know, you you have this most beautiful empty room and then suddenly this massive shaylong, you know, from China with silk and tapestry. You've got room for it then. You can have it in your room, but you didn't even know this existed because you're so, you know, cluttered. And I have this old sofa from when I was six years old, you know, get rid of it and make the space and breathe. And then something will show up that you didn't even know existed. And there's a faith in taking that risk of having nothing there. (laughs) and that's the whole thing to create a vacuum and what is it they say nature pours a vacuum and it's that fear of letting go ah but there's a difference between and this is really important and john o'donoghue is talking about this too because a vacuum sucks something in Mm -hmm. whereas space can just be peace yes and to not have a need to fill it is really important, you know, and working as an energy healer, both of us have felt the energy of need. Oh. And the energy of need, you take magnets and there's a repulsion as well as an attraction when it comes to magnets. And it's the repulsion energy when the two magnets just refuse to stick together. That's the energy of need. And so going back to this podcaster who's teaching law of attraction, I wonder, does he realize the law of, you know, magnetic attraction? Also, the flip side of that is magnetic repulsion, you know, so he's pushing things away without letting the natural flow come in. So to have faith that that's the spiritual law, that's the process. And so I open and surrender to that create the space for it and then having a knowing that something will show up that's the faith having a knowing because I've, I've done the work I've done the work I've moved into a new energy and I, I know something great's going to happen and I can't wait for it you know but you, you <laughs> have to waiting again is an energy that's heavy waiting again has a repulsiveness about it that pushes things away say well it's in divine timing which is not my timing Exactly. And it's so it's also, you know, when you're thinking about things like there are times when I'm sort of thinking, okay, yeah, I need this to happen. But again, a lot of occasions I have to stop myself because I'm saying, right, am I trying to over control something that Mm -hmm. I want this particular thing? So there's a nice little caveat. This are better, which gives better. Which and having faith, yes, yes, and you know what's really interesting. We talk about faith and prayer, and I've been doing a lot of studying and a lot of experiencing. It's not about the words you say; it's about the quality of your energy. It's like when you connect to a higher source, everything that you are, everything that you want, all of your desires, all your needs, all your pain, is the richness of the essence that is you 
And when that richness, when that essence touches a higher energy, all the information's already there. You don't have to put anything into words. You just have to make that connection to let that flow come in. So that it's just like saying, well, God already knows, you know. So to bring it back around to your life, the quality of your life really comes down to your choices. Your choices are all in your energy field. Everything you've experienced in your life is in your energy field. Everything that you are, you could just, you don't have to say anything. Just make the space, just allow the process to carry you. And I think when you're starting out in life, that's really, really difficult to do. And as you get older, you have faith because you've experienced it and you let go more and more of your need to do it your way Mm. and become more and more comfortable of the space, of the richness of relationships, whether they be fleeting. You know, I would rather sit down with you, Regina, and have a talk about real things than meet some celebrity and talk about roads and weather. You know, when people were saying, oh, you're going to have guests on your show, who are you going to have? I said, P- actual real people that we know mm-hmm. who can talk about things in a deep way that we respect because it's not about razzmatazz. It's not about all sizzle and no sausage. We're, we're here for the meat of life. We, we want to <laughs> okay, some of us are vegetarians, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so. Yeah. I know, but again, it's through our perception. It's uh, it's who we like to spend time with. It's who it's a temperament like. thing. It's, it's yeah. a temperament, yeah. And we hope that you enjoy listening, and we hope that you get something out of it as well. And again, I don't hold on to the expectation of oh well, okay, I need to make this point, that point, or I need to get that message across. And that's one of the things I have faith in in this. Podcast. Yeah, we just have faith that whatever we need to say, whatever people need to hear, will be said yeah. and heard. Yeah, exactly. And that's where it comes around full circle. So that's where I am quite comfortable this evening, sitting on my couch here, having this conversation with you. You know, and I didn't research the topic beforehand. It wasn't like as if I wanted oh. Right, okay, I want to get this, this, and this in. No. But we're not lecturing. We're not teaching no. um, the way we feel it needs to be. We're just two friends having a, a great chat because we always have chats like this. Anyway. <laughs> you know, and that was oh, yeah. another thing. I know I'm talking a lot about John O'Donoghue today, but John O'Donoghue, you know, one of the questions that he would ask when he'd go visit in his pro, you know, parishioners would be, when is the last time you had a deep, rich conversation? You know, the difference between being lonely, feeling alone and having connection. You know, how are you doing? I'm grand. You know, when you're not really grand, to be able to talk and to have the faith that the other person cares enough that will stay there and listen, even if they don't know what to do. You know, to, to be deeper in, in your, your, your the way you show up for life. So I think the more quality you want out of your life the richer your your essence is the more faith you have that you don't control anything and I know personally for me the older I get the less I know 
you know, I just relinquish everything. So yeah, I don't have a clue. It's great. I can I can enjoy life more if I don't have to control things, if I don't have to know all the answers to things and just be with what's right here in front of me. Well, there is the saying, the more you know, the more you know, you don't know. <laughs> the, the known unknowns and the unknown unknown. <laughs> well, there's, there's a whole other things, you know, uh, the older you are, the less ox you give. Uh, okay, now we're explicit now. I have to put the E on. <laughs> no, that, that, that went a little bit brown. Uh, that blurred a little bit. But that's that's something that, again, comes with age because, Jesus, we're sounding like as if we're fucking 90. We're not. Well, right? I think it comes with experience. And some yeah. people are born old. Some people have that depth to them already. Yeah. Because they have other things that they need to do this lifetime. They can't spend the whole lifetime creating the depth. Because they need the depth to hit the ground running. Exactly. Exactly. You know, but- if you if you've been the college professor and you spent twenty five years learning things, and then some whippersnapper of a student of yours comes in and is more intelligent than you, to have faith that there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And thank God I'm not at that level. <laughs> But even even as a healer, to have the faith, because we, we, we know we'll round up the conversation to bring it back to our topic, which is healing for healers. To have the faith that even though you really wanted to heal somebody today in the session, to know that maybe it's not supposed to be healed today. Yeah. To have the faith that maybe you are not the healer for your client. If it doesn't work out, it's not always about you. Totally. You know, do you have any more to add? You know, as a healer, what would you need to have faith in that the right people will show up at your door when they want you? And we've said this many times before. And then when they need something else, they'll go to somebody else. And to have faith that is not necessarily all about you all the time, that, you know, it's what they need. They're on their their journey and you're on yours. Yes. And again, this is where the law of attraction comes back in that have the faith that you will attract to yourself what you need. And what yes. you need may not be what you want. But yes. <laughs> and to have faith that if you yes. don't get what you want, that there's learning in it. Oh, listen, there's learning in everything. Absolutely. If you give it the opportunity. Absolutely. And again, that's where faith comes along and faith, faith tests you. And that's how you find out whether you have it is. How you <laughs> Seriously, it's when you get tested and again and again and again. I'd like to just share my favorite prayer with people who might be stuck with their faith, you know, or not feeling that they have enough faith. And maybe the conversation between the two of us has dislodged something for them <laughs> that will create the space to allow more to come in but just to ask for strength that's a prayer to yeah. take the moment to connect and say please give me the strength that I need to get through the things that I need to get through or you know please show me where I need to be um, please send the people to me that need what I have to offer um, I'm of service it's an opening it's it's a, I am here I'm of service, I have the space, and then I have the faith 
that whatever is needed to come in is what's going to come in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So any last words before we, we finish this episode? Well, we have faith that you'll, that you've got this far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that we're on the right track. But that people are still listening. <laughs> well, I'm having fun. So hopefully, yeah. you know, people are here. And if they're not here, I have faith that, you know, maybe they'll come back and listen again. If not, it's not for them. I'm not here to impress anybody. Well, I certainly haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is our sound clip. I'm not here to impress anyone, and neither are you. <laughs> All right. Well, then I think that that that's it for for this episode. So I will let Regina close. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you everyone who has listened thus far, and as always, we thank you for the time. And also, if you feel this will be of benefit to anybody else, feel free to share it. Yeah. Because I think that's important is if you get something out of it or if you think somebody might benefit from it, please pass it on. So until next time, bye. Slum. If there's anything in this podcast that triggered you, upset you or stimulated you to want to know more, if you've got questions or if you have anything at all that you'd like Regina and I to cover on the show, please write to us. The email is healingforhealerspodcast at gmail.com and we'll see you next time.